The U.S. Secretary of Defense calls Manila's decision to terminate the visiting forces agreement with Washington unfortunate. The Wuhan coronavirus officially named COVID-19. This as the death toll in China rises further to 1,113. And Philippine tourism officials warn the country's tourism industry could lose a whopping $830 million because of the COVID-19 outbreak. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. The U.S. Secretary of Defense is not happy with the scrapping of the Visiting Forces Agreement between Manila and Washington. But the Philippine government stands by its decision and says any move to salvage the VFA will not succeed. Chris Lagdameo with her top story. The U.S. Secretary of Defense calls Manila's decision to terminate the Visiting Forces Agreement with Washington unfortunate. Mark Esper says the scrapping of the VFA comes at a time when the U.S. and its allies are trying to stop what's perceived to be China's military expansion in the Asia-Pacific region. I do think it would be a move in the wrong direction as, as we both bilaterally with the Philippines and collectively with a number of other partners and allies in the region are trying to say to the Chinese, you must obey the international rules of order, you must obey, you know, abide by international norms, and as we try and, you know, bolster our presence and uh, compete with them in this era of great power competition, I think it's a move in the wrong direction uh, for, for, again, for the long-standing relationship we've had with the Philippines, uh, for their strategic location, for the ties between our peoples, our countries. The Philippine government on Tuesday formally notified the U.S. it is pulling the plug on the VFA. That agreement governs the conduct of American soldiers here in the Philippines. The U.S. Embassy in Manila describes the termination as a serious step with significant implications for the U.S.-Philippines alliance. But it adds America is still committed to the friendship between the two sides. This was echoed by Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte's spokesman Salvador Panelo. It remains warm. Hopefully, it can be warmer. Why do you say that, sir? Why? Because if you, I've been noticing that those who have been critical of the U.S. government policies have been given the preferential attention of the U.S. government. Nababanata sila, sinusuyo nila, yung mga kakampi nila, hinaapi nila. Parang ganun ang dating. But Panelo says the president will not entertain U.S. efforts to salvage the VFA or accept any official invitation to visit the United States. Duterte offered the VFA's termination after the U.S. revoked the visa of Philippine Senator Ronald De La Rosa, the former police chief who led the president's bloody war on drugs. Well, the Philippine Congress will conduct an impartial hearing on the franchise renewal of media giant ABS-CBN. House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano gave that assurance, saying lawmakers have been studying the matter since day one of the 18th Congress. ABS-CBN's franchise expires on March 30th, and at least 11 bills for renewal are pending at the House just about a month before Congress goes on break March 14th. One party-less lawmaker accuses the Committee on Legislative Franchises of sitting on those bills. So my point on the floor, I'm saying it publicly. Our Committee on Franchising should act 
before it's too late. Otherwise, uh, Congress will become irrelevant as the Supreme Court will become the, the uh, depository and the decision maker on all legislative matters, which rightfully belongs to Congress. Franchises are exclusively congressional authority. Kung merong reklamo ang sino man, i-file nila sa Congreso. Kung nagpa-function kami. Pero kung hindi nga nagpa-function, pupunta sa Supreme Court ng mga tao. But Committee Vice Chairman Antonio Albano denies Congressman Lito Atienza's claims they're stonewalling ABS-CBN's franchise renewal. We are acting on this, even if you don't see it in, uh, in uh, the plenary sessions. We have been having closed-door meetings. We have been meeting, uh, back-channeling to all the uh, uh, parties, including ABS-CBN. The World Health Organization has given a new name to the novel coronavirus that emerged from the Chinese city of Wuhan late last year. It's now called COVID-19, and the WHO is asking governments around the world to consider the virus public enemy number one. With 99% of cases in China, this remains very much an emergency for that country, but one that holds a very grave threat for the rest of the world. It's hard to believe that just two months ago, this virus, which has come to captivate the attention of media, financial markets, and political leaders, was completely unknown to us. 97 more deaths were reported in China Tuesday, raising the toll to 1,113. Confirmed cases have also risen to 44,653. This outbreak is testing us in many ways. It's a test of political solidarity, whether the world can come together to fight a common enemy that does not respect borders or ideologies. It's a test of financial solidarity, whether the world will invest now in fighting this outbreak or pay more later to deal with its consequences. And it's a test of scientific solidarity. Will the world come together to find shared answers to shared problems? 39 more people on board the cruise ship dock in Yokohama, Japan, have tested positive for the Wuhan coronavirus. Japan's health minister says out of the 492 people tested for COVID-19, a total of 174 people are now confirmed to have been infected including five Filipinos. The Diamond Princess ship was placed under quarantine for two weeks upon arriving in Japan after a man from Hong Kong was diagnosed with the disease. Over 3,000 people are on board that ship. Here at home, two of the 32 Filipinos repatriated from Wuhan are being tested for possible coronavirus infection. Philippine Health Secretary Francisco Duque says that two developed a symptom of the disease while on quarantine at the athlete's village in Capastarlac. Meron dalawa na nagkaroon lang ng diarrhea. So pinapa-evaluate uh, pinapa natin yan at uh, pinapa-test din natin just to make sure no, na wala silang uh, uh, problema Opa. at uh, hindi sila nakawaan. So, antayin lang natin yung resulta, Opa. tapos ilalabas naman namin yan sa tuwi ng uh, updates ng atin uh, uh, COVID-2019 uh, status report. Uh -huh. 
Diarrhea is one of the symptoms of the novel coronavirus or COVID-19, along with fever, coughing, and shortness of breath. The Philippines has three confirmed infections, including one death. All are Chinese nationals from Wuhan. The Philippine tourism sector could lose a whopping 42 billion pesos or $830 million because of the COVID-19 outbreak. That's according to Tourism Secretary Bernadette Romulo Puyat, as more than 400 flights to mainland China and its territories are being canceled weekly since a deadly virus began spreading last month. But Romulo Puyat says her department has already or already has a plan to boost tourism. Just last Monday, February 10, the Department of Tourism and the private tourism sector represented by the major airlines, the Tourism Congress of the Philippines, and the Philippine Hotel Owners Association met with President Duterte to discuss their plans to roll out more value-added tour packages, discounted accommodation rates, and mark down prices for domestic flights. He pledged his support to this endeavor as he will travel with us around the country to help promote our destinations. As mentioned by the DOH, there is no local transmission as of this time. We would like to assure everyone that it is safe to travel within the country. Systems and protocols are in place to safeguard the well-being of our travelers. Philippine House lawmakers, meanwhile, urged the health department to boost its information drive on the new coronavirus to avoid the negative impact on the country's economy. Sa panahon ng crisis, importante malinaw ang mensahe ng DOH para hindi tamaan ang turismo ng bansa. Ang pakiramdam kasi ng mga tao, ang impresyon, may kaso sa Pilipinas, delikadong pumunta sa Pilipinas. Pero sana po mas malinaw din at linawin natin paulit-ulit ang mensahe na hindi lahat ng probinsya sa Pilipinas at ay may kaso. At kung meron mang iniimbestigahan sa mga ito, nakakwarantin ang mga ito. Ibig sabihin, hindi nakakahawat. Patients under investigation for possible infection here in the Philippines have reached 382. 413 others are being monitored, according to the health department. China's coronavirus epidemic may peak this month. That's according to a leading epidemiologist who rose to fame for helping fight the severe acute respiratory syndrome or SARS outbreak. We have this report from Reuters. The coronavirus outbreak has already killed more than a thousand people, well over the 774 who died from the SARS epidemic almost two decades ago. But Zong Nanshan, the Chinese government's top medical advisor, who won international fame for his role in combating SARS, has told Reuters the worst may soon be over. Based on the monitoring of the real-time development of recent, recent days and based on the risk factor, and also based on the strong intervention of the Chinese government. So we suppose maybe um, uh, the peak time may be reached and at the, maybe uh, in the middle or late this, this, this month, February. So and then keep a, a little bit of plateau or something like that and then going down. And he pointed the finger at the local healthcare authority where the outbreak began for not doing enough to stop the spread of the virus. Local health authority, so their work had not been doing well, very well. I should say this. So uh, 
they will take some responsibility on that. The outbreak of the disease is believed to have started in a market in the city of Wuhan that sold live wild animals. Experts think it may have originated in bats and then passed to humans, possibly via another species. Nanshan said lessons need to be learned. I suppose after this event, China has should, should set up a very strict law or stipulation saying so it's really banned to have to to, to keep white life or eat white life. So they may be a very important point. On Tuesday, the World Health Organization said they were still at an early stage in understanding the virus, how it's transmitted, the source and the incubation period. The Philippines inches closer to a coveted A-credit rating after global credit watcher Fitch Ratings upgraded its outlook from stable to positive while affirming its triple B rating. Fitch cites the country's sound macroeconomic policy framework, progress on fiscal reforms and its infrastructure program, as well as stabilizing inflation. The agency also seeing the country weathering through the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. We think the tourism contribution to the Philippines at just less than 3% of GDP shields the economy to some extent as compared to other more tourism-dependent countries. From our perspective, the growth story for the Philippines is quite strong. We also think that the authorities have ample buffers in case they need to support the economy uh, on the fiscal side as well as on the monetary front to support uh, stabilization of growth if that were to be required. If there is continued strong performance on the macro front along with macro stability, uh, which is of course dependent on the kind of policy mix that the government has, that could be a trigger for a further rating action in the positive direction. Philippine Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno says monetary authorities are tracking the economy's progress in achieving an A rating within two years. Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Ernesto Perno also looking to sustain this momentum by heightening efforts in the areas of science and technology. On to some sports action now, the rumored showdown between Filipino boxing icon Manny Pacquiao and mixed martial arts superstar Conor McGregor. Well, that could soon become a reality. The Philippines' fighting senator has signed with Paradigm Sports Management, the same company that manages McGregor. Paradigm says Pacquiao decided to sign with the firm to solidify the final years of his boxing legacy. Shortly after the signing, McGregor congratulated Pacquiao for joining Paradigm. There have been talks of a possible Pacquiao-McGregor crossover boxing match. McGregor previously fought Floyd Mayweather Jr. in the boxing ring in 2017, losing by knockout. The Irishman recently confirmed there has been an offer to return to boxing, this time to fight Pacquiao. In the NBA, despite its string of losing seasons, the New York Knicks remains the league's most valuable franchise. Forbes ranked the Knicks first among the NBA's 30 teams with an estimated value of $4.6 billion. Its value increased by 15% from the previous year. In second spot is the Los Angeles Lakers, valued at $4.4 billion. The Golden State Warriors, Chicago Bulls, and Boston Celtics round out the top five. 
Forbes also calculated the revenue of the 30 NBA teams at a combined $8.8 billion last season and forecast it would exceed $9 billion this season. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.